the Click owns this business. Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, baby, who is? You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Give me a hell yeah. Today, woo, I've got the stop and profile like never before. From our 1077 The Bone Studios in downtown San Francisco, this is In The Click. Bimbo Jimbo alongside my tag team partner, Baby Huey. Hello and welcome yet again, everybody. We're live, pal. Hey, this bu- is the real deal. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm buddy. i a cold one okay. after a long week. I was going to say, click. oh, my God, fourth day in a row, you and I doing this wrestling show. I can't believe it. It's like uh, we should be doing this as a daily thing now. We definitely could. We'll never run out of material as the ever-churning maelstrom in the wrestling world just continues to abound all around us. But, man, what a week. I know. Well, a lot has happened on TV, wrestling news. It's a lot to take in, but plus all the interviews you and I've been doing. So our road to WrestleMania is uh, it's been say, a gauntlet match. Gauntlet. <laughs> we can say it's a lot of traffic. Yeah, does that make sense? It's been <laughs> yeah, it was a long it's been road. Gridlock, you yeah. know. But it has been a gauntlet that we have ran. We are at the finish line now with this episode before we head out to New York next week for WrestleMania 35. But I'm excited to finally, you know, talk about in depth and great detail all the things that have been going on mm-hmm. uh, in pro wrestling outside of the awesome superstars that we got to talk to over the past, you know, whatever, seven or eight days. Shout out Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Shout out Vicky Guerrero, Lisa Marie Varon, and Mickey James. Amazing, amazing lineup of guests that we had. Uh, you know, it was like we were hosting our own Evolution pay-per-view over the last few weeks, <laughs> last week or so. So that that was really fun. Come on down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A cavalcade of just great superstars that we had. But now, quote the late great Vader, it's time. Yes. It's in the click. Time, time, time. So let's let's get into the big news. We've talked about it with, uh, you know, all the superstars that we had on. It is official. Mm-hmm. The women, for the first time ever, will be closing the damn deal at the showcase of the Immortals. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair will main event WrestleMania 35. Huey, what was your reaction? Can you know all these people we've talked to about it? We haven't really even talked to each other about it. I know. Well, it's exciting time. It was interesting because what was that? Monday morning, uh, we, you and I got the press release officially from WWE saying it is official. This is going to be the main event to close out WrestleMania 35. And it, rightfully so. It's the obvious choice. Yeah. I, I'm The only other one potentially would be, I guess, uh, now after this week's SmackDown, we know for sure Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. The, uh, the other option is maybe Brock, Seth Rollins. They, they love they love Brock closing out a show with an F5. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, you know, he's always controversy. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Anything Brock does in the ring will get attention. Eyeballs on WWE, especially on their biggest show of the year. But in this situation... What WWE has been accomplishing over the last couple of years with their women's division, the whole women's revolution, this is, as I think I said last week, the cherry on top to have the women main event WrestleMania. It's it's long overdue. It's it's interesting to me because if you would have rewound even a few years ago, this wouldn't have seemed remotely possible uh, because, you know, they weren't being allowed to tell stories that deserved it, to yeah. be honest. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. If we look at it now – and it's easy to say that, you know, this is overdue and this should be the main event. And it should be because they're telling the best story. It's the hottest angle in wrestling. But rewind, you know, they weren't allowed to tell these kinds of stories. They weren't given this kind of prominent spot. Airtime, yeah. all that stuff. I actually thought, I don't know if you remember, I uh, I thought that last year was going to be it. I thought Oscar and Charlotte was going to close out the show. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but what was that, like third card was, in? Yeah, like third, third or fourth, fourth match yeah. in, yeah. But I thought... You know, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, Charlotte's the name. Oscar's got this streak. It's a big match. The build's been really solid. You know, f- coming off the heels of the first ever Women's Royal Rumble and everything mm-hmm. like that, I thought that would maybe be the time. 
but they made the right call here. Becky Lynch is, you know, certifiably the best, you know, the biggest, brightest star in wrestling right now. Ronda Rousey, insane, transcendent crossover appeal. And, I mean, hashtag shoehorn Charlotte or not, she's got the right last name and incredible talent to go with it. Well, keep in mind, what was it, last summer, I want to say? Just, I think it was either before or after SummerSlam, kind of just early rumors and rumblings around the internet wrestling community was that the rumor was Charlotte and Ronda were going to ma- main event yes. this year's WrestleMania. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's exciting. This is before Becky took off yeah. and just organically blew up for all the WWE Universe get behind her. But with that being said, with back then, Charlotte, she was still very much over with the, the fans. Ronda at that point was still just her value was going up as yeah. far as beating all the critics, everyone, the haters, and proving everyone wrong. So I think that it was already had momentum going since last summer, and it made sense. But now with the turn of events, even the last few months, it, it, it's now even like, oh, my God, it's a reality now. And it, it, it makes sense that these ladies should be headlining the event. And that was one of my favorite things that Becky told us was that, you know, she didn't want to be in the main event just because it's historical. Yeah. She wants to be in the main event because it's the most important match and it's the match that people care the most about. And I think they damn well have done that. They've been allowed to tell that story to make the people invested mm-hmm. and care about this. Um, I, what do you think about them announcing ahead of time? I was, okay. I will admit, I, what would you want? Would you want to announce on Raw, live on television, or that night? Just like. So what? the wrestling fan in me would rather not know until the night of WrestleMania when you keep checking off the list, the anticipation building. The whole and match. And when everybody realizes that, dude, that's the last match. They're closing out the show. I get it. They're a publicly traded company now. They want to make the PR splash and everything like that. I totally get it. And I don't think that's not wrong. I'm not criticizing that decision because that's that's a smart move. And this is a great, you know, this is a great thing that should be celebrated across ESPN and across all these outlets and everything like that. But the wrestling, the pure wrestling fan of me would have rather found out night of. I hear what you're saying. But at the same time, as you said, from a PR standpoint, get it out little at that point. So this past Monday would be what? A little under than two weeks away. So they could talk about it on Raw, SmackDown Live. The, they, it could be an added storyline angle as far as for conversation for the commentators to talk about on these next uh, few episodes of live TV. But also you think about it, yeah, you're right, all the other media outlets can start talking about it and it yes. creates more buzz for the show. And then even for us and all the other media outlets and press people who are going to go next week to New York City to cover it and do various interviews – it can be used as a discussion point and as a, one of our many questions for whoever we talk to. So it just becomes just a natural segue for conversation pieces for everyone to talk about. Yeah, I agree with that. I still think it was a discussion piece, even if they didn't announce it. But I totally get why they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, again, it's just the I would have I would have loved to have sort of that slow dawning realization that, dude, they're really going to pull the trigger on it. Because if you go in there and you're at the event. It's like, are they going to get cold feet? Are they going to have Brock Lesnar must F5 at the end kind of deal? Uh, but we know now that's what's closing the damn show. I think that helps Brock's chances of walking out as universal champion, you know, because every, everybody's going to get the mega happy ending with Becky Lynch. Uh, I really do believe that. God, I'm praying for that. Uh, we got to talk about we're going to be jumping around sort of like we did last episode and as, as these topics come up. But Charlotte now bringing something to the table in this match, which I think is the smart call. I wish they'd done it a few weeks sooner to make it a more logical sort of deal. But she won the SmackDown Live Women's Championship from Asuka in a fantastic match out of left field, playing into her sort of entitlement uh, character that she's got going on right now. What do you think about Charlotte winning it? What do you think about this now being, or do you think they're going to unify the titles in this match? I was a little, I will admit, bummed for Asuka. For me, like my gut reaction right away is like, Damn, poor Asuka. She wins. Okay, 2018, you could argue, was kind of an up and down year for Asuka as far as yeah. how, how she's being used post finally the streak ending, her losing to Charlotte at last year's WrestleMania, and just how she was kind of not being used as a strong force anymore. But then at the end of the year, obviously winning at TLC, and it's like, okay, maybe 2019 is going to start looking bright for Asuka. But then even then, I mean, she had the great match with Becky at Royal Rumble. She won. Becky did her own thing to get back in the Royal Rumble match. All we all know that, but 
post Royal Rumble up until now, she's kind of hardly been on TV, hardly defended the title. So as far as building her up as a credible champion, that's why I felt bad. And then it's like, boom, they just take it away from her. So sure, her title ring was what, a little over three months? That's all? So I just feel like bad for her overall. I hopefully, once we get out of WrestleMania and kind of hopefully book in this storyline with uh, you know, Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky, they can move on now and finally maybe Asuka can get back in the fold and maybe set up something fresh for a new storyline, new feud. But okay, but back to the match itself. Yeah, it, it kind of yeah gives Be- uh, Charlotte something now as far as gives her a reason to be there. Yeah, because she's credible champion. So it's Becky taking on two champions now. But for right now, it's just for the Raw title. That's what they're saying. We'll see what the fallout is. I'm really hoping it's to unify the titles. And there's a few things I'm thinking with that. Unify the titles. Have have Becky defend or whoever wins defend on both brands like Bailey and Sasha are doing with the tag titles. Yeah. And I think this very well could be leading to a women's wrestling show on the network uh, kind of deal and launch for that. Our buddy uh, Holer down the hall, he mentioned maybe they could do that the all women's shit wrestling show. If like we're fantasy booking at this point is maybe that can be also besides the network could be on USA network yeah, make up for losing for SmackDown, losing SmackDown to Fox sports end of this. was it this October? I don't know, but like overall it, it was still like I say a great match. Charlotte just what her eighth title win now. It's like, damn, Ready. She, she's, she's approaching Pappy very quickly. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think everyone assumes John Cena was going to break Ric Flair's, uh, number of title reigns. I think like they might want actually Charlotte to break that. I think I still want Cena to get to seventeen. But when would that happen now with his current schedule? He's got plenty of time. The Rock came back and won a title. You <laughs> yeah. know he, they can they can give another one to Cena. To your point about Oscar, yeah, it, it's a bummer. But you know what? Whether she had the title or not, we should still be looking at what they were doing with her leading to WrestleMania the same. She didn't have a major storyline going into WrestleMania, so why have the belt on her anyway? Take her, take it off of her, put her in the battle royal if they're doing that, uh, and have her win that or have her perform well in that. She wasn't having a good run with the belt. It was it was bad timing because the the storyline and the people that were super over dictated that they needed to go in this direction. Just a case of bad timing, I think, for Oscar. Yeah, she's got a lot a long road ahead of her. I'd like to see Becky defend her title against her maybe first, you know, to have Becky go over strong after, you know, losing to her Royal Rumble. Uh, but, yeah, it has been it has been an up-and-down post-losing uh, the undefeated streak for Asuka. Uh, maybe she tags with Naomi again and they go after Bayley and, and uh, Sasha Banks' titles. I don't know. But there's a lot of interesting options that they that they can do. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking kind of like what else. I guess maybe for me, I everyone's been talking about Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. For me, it's like, okay, what's next for Asuka after this? That's kind of like, and even like the rest of the SmackDown Live roster, I see a lot of people online commenting. It's like everyone's been kind of taking a back burner, but rightfully so. I mean, these are the three biggest names in the women's division on both shows. They deserve all the attention. They're going to be main eventing WrestleMania. But now after that, I'm curious what's next for the women's for the women's division on both shows. How do you kind of bring more competitive uh, female names to the top that become uh Credible challengers. It's a head scratcher to me. Why even take the title off of Becky at TLC to put it on Oscar? If you're going to take it off of her, to one not put it on Charlotte or two, you know, I mean, I get it because he wanted to get it off Becky so she'd be in the Royal Rumble. Yes, so yeah, put yeah. it on Charlotte if you're going to end up doing this triple threat match and you want to have it involved that way. Yeah, because it lets Charlotte get a little bit of heat back then because Becky was kicking her ass from one end of this earth to the other this whole summer. Mm-hmm. So in the end of 2018, um, but. You know, they did what they did. I'm with it, and it makes me more sold on the triple threat match anyway, so good on SmackDown for doing that. Uh, We have some news outside of the WWE that could become part of the WWE. I was very excited for both of these uh, little uh, news items that came out on right on top of one another. Uh, The first one was... Rob, I'm best friends with Mojo Raleigh Gronkowski, announcing his retirement via Instagram, by the way. And look, Gronk, I am a Patriots hater through and through, but this is how awesome Rob Gronkowski is and how much fun homeboy is. I love that dude. He's he's hilarious. He loves to have a good time. He's a throwback uh, just kind of guy. Like He'll be perfect in WWE. He's already appeared at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, once before. It was all over ESPN. He, he to me, is a shoe in 
to to do something with WWE. Uh, do you think as a full time wrestler? I think he want- could be. Yeah, but do you think? Okay, let's. Why is he quitting the NFL? Just all the number of injuries he's gotten over the years yeah. and the wear and tear on his body. So why would he go into professional wrestling if his body? It's very different though because you because you're when you're a pro wrestler. Yes, your body takes a toll, but there you're going in there. You're trusting your body. Somebody else is supposed to take care of you in the ring. You know, he's not going to be getting, you know, super concussed and stuff like that. You know, getting tackled at full speed and those pads and everything anymore. So, okay, it's still a beating on the body, but to a lesser degree. So, therefore, he could probably make a nice little payday, keep his name out in the public eye. And this is a new venture in his career. For the next few years. He's still or, young, too. I know. That's a surprise because he's only been in the NFL for under 10 years. Yeah, but and he's already accumulated a lot of injuries in that time. So yeah. I think, I think, and he he loves the theatricality and everything like that, you know? So I think I think this will be a good fit for he him. He has a loud personality, which makes sense for professional wrestling. It can easily go over there. And, and how many football guys have transitioned over? I mean, I'm just thinking all the legendary people who have came from the football world into professional wrestling. So it kind of is a natural segue anyway. Furthering speculation, Rob Gronkowski attended the USO dinner uh, in Washington, D.C. this week where WWE superstars were present. So, dude, I think, I I, I mean, do you think Vince, dollars to donuts, this guy, this guy's coming to WWE. Do you think Vince told them all, all right, you're all going to see Gronk and I want you to persuade him to come join me. And us, I I think I think he doesn't need persuading. I I think I think Gronk's gonna take a little time off. He's gonna do another Gronk cruise, and <laughs> and then he's gonna he's gonna get that itch to do something, and he's gonna come WWE's way. Uh, the other bit of news was that uh, notorious Conor McGregor uh, he announced his retirement from MMA. Now he's been the boy who cried wolf before on that matter, but something tells me that this one's a little bit more legit. Uh, okay. Now, never say never. I do think that you know Dana White could throw the right amount of money at him, but if he <laughs> wants to, bring him. I mean, you're gonna have to you have to put Raw and SmackDown on tape delay because that guy with a live mic is dangerous in all the best kind of ways. But he would be terrific in 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 wrestling. Yeah, he's it, already a character. He'd been ripping off Ric Flair left and right during his UFC career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has the look, the charisma. He checks off all the things you would want from a, a professional wrestler, kind of that natural ability. He's big box office. Yeah, I mean, Any, anybody that could stand in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, I mean, I'm sure Vince covets this guy even more than Gronk. Well, I'm just thinking, you're already, okay, you got Brock Lesnar, you got Ronda Rousey, maybe Gronk. Daniel you, Cormier, probably. Cormier. Yeah, but then also, if you can get McGregor, I'm like, Vince... Let's be real. Vince just signed, you know, with Fox Sports. Fox Sports was the home of UFC for many years. So if you have people who were in that world, I think it kind of solidifies the relationship with Fox Sports. And for Fox Sports' sake, it kind of it, it it's a name that they will gladly report on, yeah, for for their sake and for their audience. So I think it, it, it it's a natural crossover there. So it kind of makes sense for them to, to put all their uh, if they can't get all their resources. to persuade him as well to join WWE. So only time will tell. I, it, it, these guys, they're, they're still so young, and I know they, they made a lot of money at their respective sports and could probably live off that for a while. But at the end of the day, these guys are performers. They're going to probably miss the spotlight and want that attention, and they want to replenish their bank account. I'm being real. Let's be real. These guys could probably live off what they got, but you, know, you want to keep the funds coming through. And so what better way to kind of – in the public eye and get into the professional wrestling world, it kind of makes sense for them. If you're skeptical about Connor and WWE, go back and rewatch any of his pre-fight press conferences, any of the build he did with Mayweather or anybody that he fought. The guy, the guy is a natural promo. He, I mean, he he will come into WWE and be one of the absolute best on the microphone as long as he can keep it clean enough to air on TV. <laughs> uh, he's a savage. And so I, I would absolutely look forward to him being a part of it. And I think he, I think Ronda has shown that, you know, if you have the right attitude, you can transition uh, and, and do it, you know. So um, does do she have any sort of relationship with McGregor as far as just like professional, like fellow UFC alumni? Professional kind of deal. But like, know? I wonder if she could kind of go to bat for WWE and say, hey, listen, I think this would be a great opportunity for you. 
I've really enjoyed my time so far. I know he knows Seamus. Okay. Uh, and that's a shoot. They, I know they know each other. And but stuff Finn like Balor, that. Becky, all the Irish people. I, well, that's what I'm saying is I know he knows Seamus, and that's not just because of an Irish thing, but I know that they've crossed paths okay. and stuff like that. So we will see what happens with Gronk and notorious Conor McGregor. Imagine both come at the same time. They're like a tag team. Dude. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be. Now, gr- the thing that Gronk has on, on Conor and Spades is size. Yes. He, I mean, Gronk's I, a, it's like he, he uh, guy's like a Greek god. Totally. I mean, he's technically, I think, bigger than Brock Lesnar. If I, I if I remember, or I gotta look it up, but he has the size of yeah. like of like that. He he's that big, and so he can go in there and just instantly stand out and be a force to do be, to, to be dealt with. The the only thing I would say about Gronk that could be an he's such a fun loving cat. I could see him breaking character and start like giggling on TV, you know? Because like he, send for the man. He he's so hilarious. But you see him in press conferences, you know, when somebody was asking him about like a touchdown, he's like, yeah, I think it was my my sixty eighth. You know, one more, I'll have sixty nine, and he just starts giggling to himself. He goes, that guy knows what I'm talking about. And so I mean, he's childish. He's immature. But he, ah, he's got a imagine guy, him with a heart like, of gold. I'm just thinking him with like Matt Riddle, like bro. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I would be excited for both of them. Uh, good news for WWE: the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, has re-signed. He will be with WWE for the foreseeable future. So solidifying his Hall of Fame bid. Yeah, absolutely. As a WWE employee slash, uh, I think he's at at that point. We have a long enough uh, tenure with the company that. They have enough video package, you know, highlights. They have enough already. I mean, the guy was champ for a year. Yeah, yeah, twice. I mean, two-time champ, so U.S. champ, all that stuff. But do you know how long the deal is? Is it is it three years or five years? Because I've heard various. I didn't look at the details of the deal, okay. and like I and I feel like we already know too much. Is is that in that regards? You know, as fans, do you think this could be his last? contract with him or as a full-time competitor because i think already, it could be what, i mean late 30s yeah he's getting up there i mean it could be i think it'll all depend on on how these next couple of years go with his body and stuff like that but he hasn't lost a step he's st- he's still, Dude, still uh, the man in the ring ddp yoga help him out probably it's helped out a lot of people yeah um but yeah aj styles sticking around with wwe that's great and uh, you know kudos to him and randy orton for making us really invested in that match at wrestlemania i'm stoked for that one totally. i really need aj to go over in that one but we'll see yeah he needs to but randy orton he's been on a little bit wasn't there like a thing like a little bit of a losing streak on pay-per-views or, or wrestlemanias or i well, did there beat, was didn't he beat bray at wrestlemania yeah a couple years ago then they had that great match at payback oh the the house of horrors <laughs> yes. or whatever but but for aj though uh, I'm just curious how much longer can he keep wrestling full time? But at the same time, I guess he'll hush all those people thought he was going to go to AEW and join back with the Young Bucks. Yeah, exactly. That was and a big I'm rumor. Tired of all that chatter. Well, and also like, okay, real like at, at this point, AJ's life, he has a big family now. He's got to look long term financially, f- providing for his family. AEW, they're not a proven commodity yet. They, they haven't done yeah, anything. It's a risk. So it's a risk. You know, f- financially, I don't know how long. They're offering their contracts to their current roster that they're building up. But for AJ, probably he's like, you know, long-term, it makes sense to stay with the biggest and company sure, in the world. I'm sure AJ has the utmost confidence in those guys doing AEW. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But at this point in his career, you know, he's not – it's like sports. Starting it's like sports. over. You don't yeah. bring in a guy like him to to do a rebuild kind of deal, you mm-hmm. know? it's he He's coming to something that you need that three or four hitter to really put you over the top, and, that, and that's who AJ Styles is. And so he, I think he's happy where he's at. I, I mean, now I could see him if he wants to leave and have like a quick run with AEW to finish out his career. I could totally see that. I could see him going back to New Japan to finish out his career. Or maybe, depending on the ownership group and how stable they are, maybe he actually wants to finish his career in TNA. <laughs> with Impact Wrestling? You know, because th- that's where he really made his name. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? He's going to be like Frank Gore and wants to come back and sign with the 49ers to end his career. I don't know. But I'm happy AJ's in the WWE. And he really, gosh, is the fact that he has had the success that he has had when he got brought in and was looked at as, oh, he's going to be a mid-card guy and forced their hand and to the point where he had the title of record for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really gives me hope for so many other guys. So now when I look at Ricochet on the main roster, future world champion right there, and I can feel more confident that the WWE will actually pull the trigger on that. So props to AJ Styles, and good on you. I hope you made lots of money. (laughs) For your family, too. Yeah, of course.
Uh, all right, let's get into some of the things, some of the goings-ons that happened on the shows this week. We had the Beat the Clock Challenge on Raw. I, I understand the premise of the Beat the Clock. I feel bad for the talent on the other side of the Beat the Clock. Like, use some girls from NXT in this spot because when you use the Riot Squad and Beat the Clock, you're really burying them in terms of serious competitors because it's it's not... It's not who's going to win this match. It's how quickly is Ronda Becky Charlotte going to beat you. Yeah. You're not even given a snowball's chance in hell of winning storyline-wise, and the fans know that. So I wouldn't have used the Riot Squad in that spot. Well, yeah, you're, you're right as far as it also sucks for them because, yeah, you know you're going out there just to lose. And let's be honest, like we have a lot of face, baby faces on the, the roster, but you got to maintain – your heels as well as strong competitors as well. And that's what I was talking about earlier is, so if they're going out there and just losing a game in squash matches, then next time they come out for another, their next rivalry, it's not going to be as believable. Cause you're like, you guys just lost under two minutes a few weeks ago. Like, why do I care? Yeah, you're right. You either bring local talent or up and coming yeah. people from NXT. Be great spotlight for local talent. I mean, look what you know when Braun Strowman was doing his thing, or Nia Jax when she first got called yeah. up. Yeah, I don't get it. You could totally you use could local- have a female Ellsworth, <laughs> like somebody that wants to step to Ronda, yeah, you know, and just gets absolutely brutalized. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> You could you could totally make somebody that way. That's a fantastic point. But what was the point of this actual segment? It it, it, it wasn't like there was some stipulation involved for the winner. Three submission experts going into the showcase of the Immortals, main eventing it. Who's who's the best? Who's the baddest? Who's the real? Who's the real submission master? It, it's not submission like submission sorority. It's not like the winner gets like a number one contendership or or is gonna. Is, oh my god! It's not gonna. It's not like you're going to enter last on a, like a battle royal. Yeah, no, you don't get any sort of champion advantage or anything yeah. like to it. But it's bragging rights. I, I was down with it conceptually, but I didn't like the burial of the Riot Squad because they've already been having a tough year. Yeah. Well, N- N- Natty took them all out single-handedly. I know Natty should come out and be like, it took you each yeah, of you. I beat all of their asses. Yes. But, but well, the other thing I was just going to say is, is – you know they they do this, but yeah, there's like there's no really point. Oh, but just it was also just unannounced as well. Like uh, Ronda comes out, cuts her promo, and just says, "Oh yeah, unless your stupid beat the clock match." So it was it wasn't really announced that this was going to happen. It was just kind of thrown together at us. Yeah, so I don't know. It was just what's well, the point? While we're on the subject of Ronda, uh, we forgot to talk about last week uh, Dana Brooke and what they're doing with Dana Brooke. Um, I, how do you feel about that? You know, she's been posting a lot of social media about it, and I, she's gotten really sort of just sort of trounced upon. And, I mean, Ronda destroyed her again. Uh, I, I, if I'm Dana, I might be looking for greener pastures, or maybe they have a bigger plan in mind. I don't know. But I think she's a really good competitor. She really just has had some bad luck on the main roster, I feel like. Was she called up too soon? Probably. But she, I think she's got a fantastic look. I think she's good in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her when they paired her with Emma and stuff like that. I, I just don't know what they're doing with her now, though. She got buried by Charlotte. She was like the new Virgil and didn't even get like any sort of like make good on that. Well, unless the point of these beatdowns from Ronda is maybe down the road, start building her back up as like the new underdog. And just like she's like has a passion for this and... and get people to start supporting her and with some sympathy, I guess you sympathy. I do, I do think she works better heel though. She's a very good sort of yeah. overconfident heel. I actually loved her in Titus worldwide. She was great. And I don't really know why they pulled her away from that because taking her away from that killed Titus worldwide. I mean, well, they, they just really kind of- slid down after that, you know, this was a s- steep slide after that. You can't forget. We don't even think, <laughs> people don't talk about enough. Titus O'Neill <laughs> Slipping and sliding <laughs> underneath the ring. Slip and slide. What we, was that, we Oasis move, we song? We move along too quickly in this world. Yeah, we well. Pour one out for Titus O'Neil and World Titus. World slide? <laughs> but for her, it, it's. I thought she was great because her, her look and stuff was very similar to what was it, a Terry Reynolds uh, character back in the day. Yes. So no, it was great. Like she was Very yeah, Alexandra York. Yeah, doing the stats and all that stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they're, they're trying to rebuild her. Repack- this is her way of being repackaged somehow. But like I said, they got to start using the roster. Well, they got to start using them 
more of them, especially with the tag titles now out there and available. So you guys start building up some of your wrestlers who were sitting in the back for a while, bring them back out and get on TV, and then they and then use them in different ways to start using the tag titles. I don't know. I, it's only time will tell. It's 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 frustrating because I feel like sometimes they'll bring someone out they haven't seen in a while, use them for a few weeks, but then they're gone again. Like was it Heath Slater? Was the end of last year? Yeah. Was kind of being used for a little Man, bit. I wanted the referee gimmick to take off. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's like in in recent yeah in recent time, like there might be someone we haven't seen in a while. All of a sudden, comes back. It looks like they got some momentum going. It's like okay, maybe there's a new fresh start. But then boom, cut them off at the knees and they're gone again. So I hope this is not the case for Dana. But then again, I hope this could lead to something. Maybe she gets her revenge on Ronda down the road somehow. I don't know. It's. Yeah, only time will tell, as they say. Yeah, we shall see. But I want to bring that up because it was it was a big deal last week that we did, and we didn't talk about it. You know, she was posting all over about it. Um, uh, Braun Strowman on uh, on a moment of bliss, the host of WrestleMania 35, uh, with via satellite two guys that you would think would be great at improv comedy, Michael Che and Colin Jost uh, from SNL, who I'm a fan of, by the way. I, I think Michael Che? Yeah. I've seen that Clusterfest last I'm, year. I'm a fan of Michael Che and Colin Jost. I think they're the only watchable part of Saturday Night Live there is right now. It's the only thing that's consistently funny is those two guys. So much to my chagrin, I was very disappointed with them that they were not funny at all this week in an absolute yawn of a segment, getting them into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal. Let that let those words a memorial to put over the importance of Andre the Giant, which more than likely will be on the quote kickoff show. Um you got Colin Jost and Michael Che. What did you think of the segment? What did what did you think? What do you think about this whole deal? I mean, the same itself. I'm just laughing because I know how much you don't like it. Now it was it's, awful. Now it's making me like it more. Uh, you're like uh, you're like so many of my friends in that regard. What did I do to be cursed with people like you? We keep you on your toes, Jimbo. We're the ones that keep me in therapy. Is we, what you keep me. We, we inspire you to. to but you need you it was need a terrible. Segment. You need someone the opposite end of it. You need a yin and a yang. It was a kind of, terrible segment. Right, so if you don't like it, I'll like it, so we can debate it out and you know talk it out, hug it out. Thank you, Wilbon. <laughs> I'll be your Tony Kornheiser. You got the beard for it. Yeah. I'll shave my head. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I. <laughs> the segment itself, it was okay. Like uh, Colin, you know, putting on the Yankees hat for, for the Boston crowd. I was, I was like, whoa, he's he's going out there. I mean, it's it's tough because it's via satellite. So yeah, you, like not the best. Yeah, because you know, if, for us on a radio side of things, we're talking to someone on the phone. It's a lot different interaction versus someone in studio. No doubt about so it. So if they were in the ring together, but Colin, you know, at the same time, I kind of have issues with him already because last time he was on, Braun was choking him for a whole commercial break. The second he dropped him, which you assume was three, four minutes later, no sell that he's been, quote, choked up up on the, the wall for uh, for minutes on end. But it's, it was okay. It was just, it, like I said, the interaction is just tough because of the satellite. I did enjoy, like I said, the Yankees hat being put on in front of the Boston crowd. It's. Uh, <laughs> I just love the new updated graphics so far for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Is brought in those two guys. You don't know who else is on the match. You assume it's just the rest of the roster who don't yeah. have other matches lined up. But and then, <laughs> I, I Drew Carey might be happy. Finally, someone else, another celebrity, is going to get squashed in a match, and and there'll be the new video package highlights for years to come. Now. They could put bury his video somewhere. <laughs> That's all I think. think uh, I uh, I will say this. There's a couple things to, to unpack here. As much as I may not like the execution, I think you can argue, and I think the excellence that the this is the most prominent storyline that Braun Strowman has been in going into a WrestleMania ever. There you go. See, you gotta find the silver line. Be optimistic. I'm trying to. I Good literally job. used those words on the phone with a friend of mine because he wasn't having it. And I was like, you got to at least try and see the positive in this. This is the most prominent storyline going into WrestleMania that Braun Strowman has ever been in. And and you got to look at it from, like, I was super stoked after interviewing Becky Lynch because it was for Chase, and that's one of our biggest sponsors and stuff like that. And the fact that they enjoyed it meant good things for me in my career. 
Braun is being paired with the celebrities, and you know Vince loves him some crossover celebrities. So the fact that he's being put in this role is big for Braun as much as it is just a turd on TV. Well, with that being said, okay, WrestleMania is on a Sunday. Maybe Saturday Night Live? Yeah, Braun can appear on Saturday Night Live in a segment. Weekend Update comes out and like smashes the he desk. Should. Yeah, he's in. He's gonna be in New York City. Yeah, and so he probably be at the Hall of Fame ceremony at first, and then goes over there yeah. after. Not and with so, you. Yeah, and then the other thing, keep in mind. I wonder for the Battle Royal, will Nicholas come in and get involved somehow? I wondered. I mean, WWE post, posted. I haven't watched it yet. Watched it yet. Uh, where are they now with Nicholas? Yeah, former, no, former uh, WWE Tag Team Champion Nicholas. Uh, I've I've yet to watch it. Uh, I need to check that out. The so that's the thing with Braun. So it's actually technically the most prominent storyline that he's ever been in uh, going into a WrestleMania. The other thing about it is you mentioned who they've had announced to be in it. Ooh. I want them to star stud this thing out. It's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. My hope for it, may, I know it's probably not going to happen this year. Okay, but you have you have people without a match. You know, like yeah. Why wouldn't John Cena be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Why wouldn't The Undertaker be a great surprise to be the, okay. uh, the greatest big man in the history of the business, be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and win the damn thing? Why, why wouldn't you, like, line that thing with superstars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make it an all-so-ran. Don't throw in, you know, a, a bunch of just fillers. Like, put it, put in some real stars to put that thing over because it's the Andre... The giant memorial battle royal. Put 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 some real real gravitas in there. Okay, so stars, not like gimmick people. Not a gimmick battle royal. They did that at WrestleMania X Seven. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Okay. It was yeah, there. Yes. Uh, so don't go that down that no, road. No, I'm talking about just putting like top guys. I would rather. There's already so many matches. Put Roman and Drew McIntyre in there, and you can have part of their what about feud. Dean? Is you Dean can doing have anything? part of their feud play out within that battle royal. This, okay. The best Royal Rumbles and the best Battle Royals are the kind that have matches within matches taking place, where you yes. see things getting furthered within this broader match. Have that happen. Why not? Hell. And then when people expect it to be on the pre-show and then it's midway through the card, they're like, what the hell's going on with this? And then gong, Undertaker's coming out. Holy balls. People come unglued. Be great. Uh, so that's my hope. And I know that's not going to happen. But that's just that's just my thinking on that. Yeah, I'm with you as well. It, it, it's because of the battle royal right now. The way it's being used is it's very throwaway, and I hate to say that because the guys that do compete year every year are like the rest of the roster. These are hardworking guys that go Absolutely. out there. They, you know, they're going out there and trying to deliver, get their WrestleMania pay per view money, but also put on a good show, get the crowd fired up for the main event, the main show itself. But you're right. It, it, it's it's it feels very like last minute thrown together. Not a lot of elements of surprises. The only thing Dude, I think we didn't even know when he Slater was going to be in the Andre when we were talking to him at WrestleMania a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that's right. He didn't know. Yeah. Was it last year like Matt Hardy was like the surprise as far as coming in? No, Bray surprised. Or Bray, yeah, 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 yeah. helping him helping out. Matt, yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, that's what I'm saying. That stuff is cool. But I, I'm with you as far as get some more names. Or eyeballs on that match by getting some bigger names involved. So I could see what you're with your point with that, but at the same time, dude, it'd be it'd be so much more compelling if they had big stars that weren't in a prominent storyline. But what's better for WWE though? Give Roman an actual one-on-one match. Sure, sure. But what's the build like been with Drew's rushed? So, so uh, you can say that for everything post Fastlane. Eh, everything kind of rushed except for the the women's I don't know main about event. That, but you talk about Roman and Drew. This is another one. That this week on Raw, we had a, well, this is real uh, type stuff because you had Drew using Roman's real name and invoking <laughs> the leukemia thing, which I was not a fan of. But again, it's more the hanging a light on, I'm going to use his real name to highlight the fact that what we're doing is not real, but this between me and Joe is real. And so let's run down the checklist that has done that. Uh, Triple H and Batista, Becky Lynch, Ronda, Charlotte. Now Drew and Roman and Braun and Colin Jost and Michael Che because he's like, isn't this stuff fake anyhow? Mm. So there's yeah. too much of that going on. I know. I'm not I, breaking kayfabe. I mean, that's already been ongoing debate for all of us as far as is kayfabe dead in today's wrestling world, especially with the use of social media. And we can, we can do a whole episode breaking down is kayfabe gone. But, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's 
dude, just call him Roman Reigns. Don't go there and try to act like you're being sneaky or you're being extra uh, menacing by, yeah, saying his real name, calling out his family and all that stuff. It's like, there's a higher road you could take to still be effective. Yeah, and calling out family's fine. You know, like doing all that stuff is, is fine. That's wrestling. But he's Roman Reigns. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need Joe. Yeah. I need Roman. And yeah. that's there's no disrespect to him and everything he's gone through. But you are larger than life. And that's exactly how I need you. I need Roman Reigns as big as I can get him. I need the biggest damn dog you can be. I don't want Joe. I want Roman. Uh, I, you know, shout out though to his cool gauntlets though with the the ribbon on it for cancer and stuff yeah. like that. That was cool. Well, even his chest piece too. Yeah. Now, yeah, they looked sick on the gauntlets though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't a fan of that. I just wanted to highlight that because that was something that stuck to me. I was like, man, another one that's like sort of going off the rails here. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good Paul Heyman promo uh, this week, calling mm-hmm. out Seth and everything like that. I thought that was really good. Uh, the whole thoughts and prayers thing was was really well done. I thought Seth's comeback was a little weak. The whole, like, I'm the answer to their thoughts and prayers kind of deal. No. Brock Lesnar must have five, pal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, are you still invested in this whole feud, even though Bron- uh, Brock has hardly been on TV and stuff, and Paul's been, like, the voice to kind of carry it? I'm just I'm, not, I'm like, not as much as I would have been if Brock was there more. I'm losing Paul, steam. Paul, Paul's been killing it on the mic. He always yeah. does. But I'm you know what the thing is, I'm so much more invested in the other title matches though. Like the Becky Charlotte yeah. Ronda Kofi Mania is, is the one I really care about. And also it doesn't help. I think it would be different if Brock had the other championship. But the fact that you're doing this he doesn't have the title of record. The he, WWE title. He, he yes. has the Universal Championship yes. which to me because it's been treated how it's been treated, feels more like a prop than it does the title. Yeah, oh, and totally. it, it, it'd be different, I think, if if Brock still had the old school WWE Championship. Yeah, because that's the one that I inherently will always care more about. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, I, I think at this point, it's 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 a rivalry, or it's it's a title just to have on Raw, and I think it's just it's lose or not on Raw, or yeah, was. not on Raw, but. It, I'm with you. It, 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 it's, I'm just for me. It's like, do I even care about this match anymore? And it's like I'm, I'm losing kind of, like I said, steam and just investing in. It. Like, it's gonna be a long WrestleMania. It's gonna be a long day. A lot of matches. That's why I'm put him in the Andre. <laughs> Mentally, it's gonna be very exhausting for us as fans watching, taking it all in, doing a, a recap afterwards, all that. So, with that being said, it's like this match is like. Yeah, I'm not really, you know, caring as much about it. And I just kind of wish Brock would come. I'm, I'm sure Brock will be on this coming episode of Monday Raw, the go-home show. But, yeah, at this point, it's like, okay, cool. Paul Heyman's helping, doing what he can. But I think just be more effective if Brock was there, too, just give that extra element of, like, he can go in there and kick his ass right now and kind of get the rival- stir the rivalry back up a little bit. I'd love to see Brock on TV just a little bit more, not ne- not having matches on Raw. I love the fact that Brock thinks he's too good to have matches on free TV. That he is a prize fighter. Yeah. You know, and that's that speaks to and it, it does add that it, like when they first did this, I really dug the whole like he's not on every pay-per-view. It was very UFC, it was very, you know, it sort of put over the legitimacy of it because like, dude, you got to recover after a title match kind of deal. Uh but now it's gone on so long. I just I just think a few more appearances a year would go a long way with me. Even like more via satellite live via satellite appearances. Yeah. Eve or some pre-recorded interview segments. I'm with you. There's some more ways you can get him on TV without flying him to the actual yeah, arena. Yeah, you get creative with it for sure. But that's why I think you I'd know, love I, even if they did like an old Rocky style like training video with him up in the snow and everything. You know, that'd be that'd be that'd be awesome. But it also, it's just. I mean, that's why I think they really got to take the title off him. It, mm. I think they got mm. got to. I mean, they got to get in the octagon. But like, what's the point? I mean. <laughs> Raw, raw, the octagon. We've been plugging along fine on Raw without him there. We have lots uh, of ti- we have lots of titles, baby Huey. Well, move him to SmackDown then, because it'd be makes sense for no. Uh, SmackDown's Fox a good Sport, show. Fox Sports. <laughs> Bite your tongue, baby Huey. Uh, all right, keeping it with Raw. Something else to highlight. I think what we got was, in my opinion, you can call it a hot take or whatever you want to call it, the absolute worst promo 
in the history of one Hunter Hearst Helmsley Triple H's career. The absolute dirt bleeping worst. And I didn't like him doing the promo a few weeks ago calling, you know, Richard Fleer and the whole, like, this is real kind of deal. Didn't like that. I mean, I'm all in for this match. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But then we get Triple H this week being super goofy, patting himself on the back to start it about the women main eventing WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, man, I'm doing the job for the envelope kind of deal. All this stupid crap. And again, I love Hunter. I love Triple H. We're called in the click. Duh, I love Hunter, but I hated this promo. I hated the tell me what I want, or was it give me what I want, what I really, really want, like do the Spice Girls reference. I'll tell you what I want, but I really, really yeah. want. So tell me what you want, but I really, really yeah. want. I want to, 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 zigzag. All right, well, I apologize to all of you for that. But that be was, my lover. it was so bad. And and then the just the sort of really forced you want my career on the line you got it kind of deal and then that that makes it even like i mean god i really hope no disparagement to hunter but just for unpredictability's sake i really hope batista wins (laughs) come on now he has no chance but like really what is triple h gonna lose like he wrestles once a year at wrestlemania and maybe at like a, a a a crown jewel type show I mean, literally, he wrestles, what, at most twice a year now. So it's like, okay, like, wow, a big, big retirement type match here. Yeah, so maybe Dave does have a chance. You convinced me. Exactly. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Dude, I, I love I, Big Dave. And I love the fact there's – so another thing that I kind of liked about Charlotte beating Oscar is that there should be some people that just have your number. Yeah. You know, that happens. Some people just, they just got you. Mm-hmm. You know, like in baseball, there's a pitcher or a hitter. They just, they own you. Mm-hmm. And I like that Dave has never lost a trips, man. I like that because it also makes sense for evolution. He was the evolution. So, like, you can't come back now years after the fact when Triple H is even older and Dave's even older and all of a sudden the roles have reversed. No, 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 no. They both decline at the same rate. Yeah. <laughs> They're around so, the same age and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I hated this promo though. <laughs> I hated it. I, I was I was like getting angry watching it on TV. Well, I, I, like going back to Brock, I like that they're using Batiste a little bit more, like via live via satellite. Yeah. So for any for, for for at least for the sake of this match, they're using him in a way to kind of even though he's not in the arena, they're still getting him involved and in making appearances on the show, which is why I think I wish Brock would do more of that. He's ghosting Raw every week. It happens. Ghosting, it do be like that sometimes. Uh, All right, so we had Joe and Kurt Angle on Raw. Pretty special that Kurt gets to go out with these series of matches, but Mm -hmm. one thing that did come to mind, and look, Kurt Angle is worth it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, And he should go out the way he wants to go out. But it did bring to mind that you have a SmackDown wrestler on Monday Night Raw yet again. Is the brand split dying do you think it ends anytime soon? Does Fox want the brand split to end so that they have the whole talent pool to choose from? Wow. Well, in that case, I think it makes SmackDown three hours long as well, just to fill time. There's been talk of it. Um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see the brand split end because I think I by, don't want to see it end by, by having the roster it is ending by having the roster divided up. That way it gives people proper enough TV time on both shows. You spread out your huge roster so everyone gets TV time on one show or the other. Unless, what, they're going to go to a Raw Super Show game, make it four hours or something like that. I, I think re- I really want to hope this was just a one-time thing. We all know it's a wink to the audience, to the wrestling fans who know about their history in TNA. So it's like we'll give them one last match together, a kind of like a one-off exhibition on Raw because – does it make sense to do it on a pay-per-view or anything else because they're on different shows? Love but, that Kurt got the win. Which I was surprised. And he, did he get the headbutt, too, on him? Mm-hmm. That goes back to their TNA days as well. So the, the headbutt on Samoa Joe to kick off the match. But I, I really think this is a one, one-time one thing. And it, it's I, – I think for them, it, it's, it's a special occasion. So that's why they're getting away with it right now. But I, I hope, like I said, don't end the brand split even though – we're talking about the women's division, like that. There's a lot of gray area right now with the tag yeah. titles, and well, and that's something. Again, I'm all for keeping the brand split, but I'm having for one, I'm all for having one set of champions too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that would be cool, and they could do that creatively, and you could, that could create storylines on each brand. You know, who's going to get the shot this time to vie for an actual number one contenderships, meaning more and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that could be interesting. 
But, yeah, good for Kurt. I, I am really dreading him not wrestling anymore. Um, I wish he'd gotten to wrestle more in his time back with WWE. So this is kind of nice to see him have some more matches yeah. on his way out the door here. So that's what it takes us to next. And you're talking about the homage to TNA and stuff like that. We got Kurt versus AJ Styles sort of on SmackDown. It got cut so incredibly short because they are furthering WrestleMania and tip of the cap. It's WrestleMania season. You got it. You got to do what you got to do to keep the storyline still going. But man, I would have loved to see AJ and Kurt get a few more minutes you know, to really sort of one last time, one last dance um, before the Randy Orton uh, interference. I was just thinking now because they don't have access to the TNA library, the video library. So they're like, we'll just throw this match together so we have some sort of video package. I don't think they're caught <laughs> so up when, with that at all. So when AJ goes in the Hall of Fame, since we can't use TNA footage of them going out, we have this one match on SmackDown that we could chop up very nicely insert into his future Hall of Fame video acknowledging that they did have a rivalry for years. <laughs> but it was cool seeing um, Kurt on SmackDown because he's had a lot of history on SmackDown Absolutely. back in the day and a lot of... Unlike uh, Evolution. <laughs> memorable moments and uh, going back to, uh, remember that Tough Enough situation and all that stuff. So for Kurt appearing on SmackDown, that's what I was excited for. I'm with you yeah, as well as far as I, I wish it was a little bit longer, but hey, at least we got it. And we can like look back on these ne- these last couple months after post WrestleMania and be like, yeah, good uh, farewell tour, goodbye the cr- to the crowd, get to face kind of everyone with some significant value or meaning to him as far as you know AJ and Samoa Joe and appearing on both shows, so people uh, depending on your your viewing schedule can see him one last time on TV. So it was cool, but yeah, I'm with, yeah, wish it was a little bit longer, but. Just yeah, a few it more minutes, just to have a couple of spots get in, you know, a Pele kick or two and, you know, uh, just a couple more. Well, unfortunately, because the second hour was predominantly all the gauntlet, tag uh, team yeah. gauntlet match. So I'm sure they, they were like, okay, that second hour is going to be devoted to that. That needs time to breathe. That first hour is going to be a lot more rushed. Yeah. You mentioned the gauntlet match. So that is what dominated SmackDown Live this week. We had the New Day calling out Mr. McMahon. And Mr. McMahon, you know, putting New Day up to it in this gauntlet match to see if they're a B-plus tag team to punch Kofi's ticket to WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan. Now, Xavier Woods and Big E had to win this gauntlet match Mm -hmm. uh, for their brother-in-arms. And love it. Great storytelling, putting over the fact that New Day really are a fantastic tag team. Um, I will, man, one of the best moments on TV in WWE history in years uh, I, 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 I don't care if you make fun of me for being an emotional guy, but I teared up, uh, and I teared up when I watched it again, and I get emotional thinking about it, and I'm getting those goosebumps again when the Usos came out, and uh, and you know you have Biggie who'd been laid out by the bar after they had beaten the bar, and you have Xavier Woods who wants to fight so valiantly for Kofi. He's huddled over a broken Big E. The Usos, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, one of the best tag teams of all time coming out. No chance that Xavier Woods could beat them alone. You have the Usos who have had this storied story rivalry with the New Day coming out. And they're fresh. Yes. Grabbing the microphones and saying, you know, everybody knows we have such a history with you guys, but it's nothing but respect and nobody deserves a shot more than Kofi. So good luck to him at WrestleMania, Us. We forfeit. Man, that is some feels. If you're a wrestling fan and you don't feel that, if you're not all in on Kofi, hashtag Kofi Mania after that, I don't know what to tell you, man, because that was amazing stuff. Well, it just it shows, one, that the locker room is behind Kofi, and so it, it just adds us more reason why you need to care about Kofi because, look, your fellow WWE superstars. Your most bitter rivals are of the last him. five years. Yes, yeah. it, so it shows that, Everyone is behind him. I mean, they were watching from the video on the TV screen backstage. Them coming out it just shows the locker room is behind them, and they want to see this happen and this match to take place. But let me ask you this long term. Do you think this sets up the Usos having some issues with Vince McMahon down the road? It's like, I sent you to do a job. I you mean, didn't do it. You could definitely make that pivot if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what they're going for. I think this is just a really – beautiful story that they told and it's it shows you know i think things that wrestling fans like more than anything is long-term continuity like and you can go back to you know 
uh, when Undertaker and Shawn had their first match at WrestleMania 25 and the build-up to that, they were referencing stuff from 1998, Mm -hmm. stuff that nobody had talked about on TV for years. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, I know, and to a bunch of friends that were invested, thought that was the coolest thing in the world for so for. Them to reference essentially five years of television and you know an off and on again rivalry to do that was stunning to me and mm-hmm. just it really it hit me like like a like a thunderbolt to the chest I I was I was blown away so props to whoever wrote that whoever booked that because that was fantastic yeah it, it, it's like I said it's just acknowledging the great chemistry I mean we talked to members of the new Bay, new day before and they were saying just regardless of the wins and losses and stuff, they've always put on great matches together. So just to see that camaraderie, that's really cool as well. And it was unexpected. That's the other thing too. I think a lot of us didn't think it was going to happen. I think easily Usos can go out, out there and just tear them apart and in the rivalry right there. But nonetheless, that match itself, the, the gauntlet match itself was very entertaining. I thought even the ending how they actually end up winning was very cool to see just, just with the whole pushing the, the tables, the broadcast tables onto uh, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Keeps everybody looking strong. Absolutely. And it was, you know, it didn't make, you know, they weren't like super new day or anything like that. They were fighting for their damn lives in there. And yeah. And it's so fitting that it's, it's a tag team match that's sending Kofi to this singles moment at WrestleMania. You know, the, his brothers symbolic. in arms sending him mm-hmm. uh, and lifting him up, which I hope they hoist him on their shoulders at the end of WrestleMania, you know, after he beats Daniel Bryan. I hope he's got a new title belt ready to go, too. That's I, don't, I don't want the photos to live forever. He's holding this, like, vegan clock. hemp belt or whatever it is. But just awesome stuff. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, props to SmackDown. I can't believe, like, I mean, I get it because you want to have the match set before WrestleMania. But boy, if that's the last image you see on SmackDown Live before we go to WrestleMania, that's also a great go home moment too. And so I'm looking for, and this gives them options too. I want Kofi to win, but boy, would the Xavier and Biggie have some super heat if they turned on Kofi now after all this time? <laughs> Ooh, boy. After helping him. After helping him, you know, and you start thinking, boy, this has all been for you. We don't even have a damn match at WrestleMania. Yes. You know? Look at that. We're just throwing pancakes to the crowd. Yeah. We were just with you as always, Garth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they, I don't want them to go that route, certainly not right away. And I'd rather the New Day never break up. They can just go their separate ways. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, I'm trying to think of some other factions that kind of quietly disbanded. It's possible, and it makes sense. You don't always have to or end on a, a turn, yes, a heel turn. They certainly have a lot of mileage to go here if they want to do that. You oh, know, because, like between the three of them yeah. going at it, yeah, that can live on all through. I the want rest them of- to freebird the title, though. That's my dream. Which Kofi kind of uh, mentioned yes. when we talked to him back in was it December? Then so. they talked about it at WrestleMania last year too, as something yeah. that they'd want to do. So, again, if you haven't watched that uh, from SmackDown this week if, you, if, week, if you watch one thing on WWE television, watch the gauntlet match. Watch that moment with the Usos. And the, I'm going to watch it again today uh, just you know, just to get all in my feelings again because it was really beautiful <laughs> television. Now, is, like the, the fact that WWE doesn't win like awards, you know, like Emmys and stuff like that is, is a travesty because that was award-winning emotional television right there. Well, also, it's moments like that that reminds us there is still some good in the WWE. There's I think. tons of good in the WWE. But, you know, there are the internet wrestling community out there. There are people who constantly just bag on it and make fun of little things. Listen, I, I think we call it pretty straight up here. Yeah, it, it's it's not perfect. Don't get yeah. me wrong. We know WWE is not a perfect brand show. I mean, all that stuff. I'm going to give credit where credit's due, and yes. I'm going to criticize it. And it's, it's out of love like I because I know they, ha- they, they have that in them. They— they had me rolling my eyes and angry at my TV, and then they had me crying this week watching. So it's like it's I, I love what they do, and, but I th- I think we're good at telling it straight up and giving mm-hmm. credit when it's due. But when we see something we don't like, we rightly criticize it. But you're right, there is that segment of the internet wrestling community that's everything WWE is bad. I remember, man, it was at its worst. I feel like when TNA was first bursting on the scene because it's like they were expecting you to choose sides, and it's like, well, I love Kurt Angle and AJ Styles, but. I'm not gonna not watch WWF for you, idiot. Are you dumb. You got the main event <laughs> mafia over there. God, um, poor Sting. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. So 
there there's a lot of good going on WWE. Uh, finishing up real quick, what you think NXT this week? We had the Dusty Classic finishing off, which is just so awesome that they're still doing that. Ricochet and Aleister Black winning the whole damn deal, seeing seeing them at Takeover against War Raiders. It's interesting as well because War Raiders came out and I was like. They've been on TV in a minute as well. Like they have not been. They're very much. I want to say like Brock Lesnar ish, but they haven't been like defending those titles on a regular basis on just uh, NXT regular weekly television. But it's cool. I'm I'm all for this because right now the way Takeover the card is being built up right now, Ricochet and Alistair Black have been part of the majority of all the takeovers for 2018. And since it looks like they're obviously transitioning to the main roster, I think this could be a nice uh, send off for them as like yeah. their last takeover by them partnering up. And because that's kind of it's continuity, staying consistent as far as what we've been seeing on their appearances on Raw and SmackDown over the last few weeks as well. And it, it's interesting to see them in a tag team situation because they've been both doing uh, uh, singles matches, uh, either a takeover on weekly TV as well. So to see them. Get a, a, a NXT tag title match at TakeOver in, in New York City. I think that's really cool. And it's something different, but it's, it's a way to get them on the card without maybe taking up some other people's spots who are kind of been paving the way or earning the opportunity as well. So you, it's like, it's, it's not like, oh my God, here we go again. It's them on the, another TakeOver with those two guys. It's like, let's get some fresh blood on the takeover scene now. So I think it's a good way to get them up there, get their names on there, but without, but still gives room for other guys to get an opportunity to shine at takeover as well. Completely agree. Uh, It's very cool. And before we go, actually, I I think we forgot to talk about this and I didn't want to forget again. WWE is moving their headquarters. They are selling Titan (laughs) towers. Uh, After 34 years, they're going to be moving to a new location in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, Man, I, I don't know what this one really bummed me out, man. I don't want to leave. Like, I love saying, look, I'm a Titan Tower guy. Like, I, I love that whole idea of saying that. And so for them to leave, I don't know if it's going to be called New Titan Towers yeah. or something like that. But we got to get our asses out there before they leave, man. Do they give tours? I don't know, but we got to find out. And even I don't I don't Huey, I don't care if we go and have lunch out there and just take a photo outside the building. We need to go. We need to go to Titan Towers before they move. We just go and talk to the receptionist. Yeah, we have an appointment. Yeah, uh, we're dressed in like wrestling gear. Like, we we gotta we we gotta get out there. Like if we're we're here to see um uh some guy McMahon. Named- <laughs> we're, we're Vincenzo. We're we're uh, we're applied for the opening in like uh, the creative department or something. I don't know. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) If you have a chance, go on YouTube and watch some of the legendary segments there, like Stone Cold, Day at the Office, at Titan Tower. uh, Was it DX have done stuff there as well, right? I mean, there's uh, the... um now they might not have shot it in there, but it was made to look like it was the classic Attitude Era commercial. Yes. Where Vince McMahon was then outside and he goes, get it? Yes. You know, it's... I, I and mean, they've done some other stuff too, like on the roof, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, as yeah, well. They had yeah, Dean Ambrose show up there when he was IC champion. Yeah, so it's it's when it's used as a as a setting, it's very entertaining because it's like uh, in the boardroom was it was it like Mr. Perfect poured water on Bobby Heenan or something like that, and Vince <laughs> just doing the big Vince laugh, or even um um in the the, the documentary um um uh, beyond the mat, beyond the mat, just seeing them kind of the receptionist, we're wrestling federation. How might I help you? Yeah, but just the day-to-day operations there. So it you forget, like, you're so used to seeing all the authority figures at the arena for the shows. But when they're not on live television, they're back at the headquarters doing the day-to-day, like, 9 to 5, probably routine or whatever it is there. So I would just imagine, like, imagine being, like, the HR person at Titan Tower or, or like, I don't know, like, even a janitor or an a- engineer who's, like, I keep the computers working. You know what I mean? Like, some of those odd yeah, jobs. Yeah, I would mop floors for Vince McMahon yeah. if he wanted me to. I do not care. But, yeah, I would really like to see Titan Towers before they move. Yeah, you know, yeah, Just yeah. to get a photo, just to experience it with still the WWE logo on the building and everything like that. So we're we're gonna, we're gonna need to make that happen before they move. So yeah, we yeah. got some time. So let, let's let's make that happen. Also, two things real quick. Also, I just want to say for NXT as well. When you get a chance, people out there, make sure to watch the Gargano Adam Cole segment. Yes, I thought it was yes, really absolutely. good. Absolutely. I thought Gargano. I'm not saying it's very. Uh, not saying it's Eddie Guerrero Brock Lesnar esque, but it's just 
him speaking from the heart yeah. about how much this match means to him and what he's had to overcome no to doubt. get there. So I just, I really enjoy Adam Cole. I'm, I'm, excuse me, Gargano speaking from the heart towards Adam Cole. And I, I don't know if this is where you're going, but I, I am remiss if we do not talk about, I meant to when mm. we were talking about AEW, all pro wrestling uncensored this Saturday, uh, coming to the Chelly Event Center in Daly City. Uh, SCU will be in the house. They will be in the house for APW. Uh, very excited. You never know who's going to be uh, also there. when, when We pe- don't know when, anything. Yeah, we know nothing. We know nothing. Some of us know even less than nothing. But uh, it still, you know, if you've been watching, you know, Being the Elite and the Road to Double or Nothing, you've seen that, you know, when some AEW guys are at an event, some others tend to show up and surprise people, even if that doesn't happen. All Pro Wrestling puts on one of the best shows that you can. You'll never regret spending your money on an All Pro Wrestling ticket. Maybe Huey and I, we will be out there super excited for APW Uncensored Saturday. Daily City, Pacelli Event Center. Get your asses out there. AllProWrestling.com. And where can people find us online as well? That's a good question. We didn't hit that. I know. Damn it. It's so hard to remember, but you can follow us. At in the click on Instagram, Twitter, email us in the click at gmail.com if you wish to opine about anything. We have run the damn gauntlet. We are at the finish line here. Four the, for four this week. The next time you hear us, you will be hearing us from the Big Apple. That is going to do it for us this week. For Baby Huey, I'm Bimbo Jimbo. And remember, if you're not in the click, see ya. And I wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs>